Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Do you know what I use to record these podcasts? It's Anchor by Spotify. It's the easiest way to make a podcast with everything you need all in one place. Let me explain. Anchor has tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or a computer. It's all really, really easy. It's all really intuitive. When hosting on Anchor, you can distribute your podcast on listening platforms like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and more. It's everything you need to make a podcast. Good afternoon. Welcome to Inside Indiana Sports Now with Kent Sterling. It's Friday, July 9th. 2021. We're brought to you by the great people, Wolfies at Geist. Great place. The Beer Garden open tonight. The Beer Garden open tomorrow night. Band tomorrow night. Come out here before the Buffett Show tomorrow. Enjoy yourself. Great menu. Great drinks. Drink specials. They got you all covered. Terrific service. Love this place. Hit subscribe, punch like, ring the bell. Let's talk about sports today. Here's what we're doing. This is a suggestion from a viewer and it was a good one. Compare the best all-time players for Indiana University basketball with the best all-time players with Indiana Pacers basketball, a best-of-seven series, who would win? That is a great question. So let's go position by position and then look briefly at the bench. And there are some questions here. There's some things you've got to consider as you decide who the best players are going to be because Indiana could count a very, very special player as one of its own because he came to Indiana on scholarship despite never playing a game. And then you've got another guy who might fit both squads. He was an all-time Indiana University great. He was an all-time Indiana Pacers great. Who lays claim to that player? Let's start with the point guards. This is pretty easy. For Indiana, you got Isaiah Thomas. Isaiah Thomas, national champion with the Hoosiers in 1981, left early. He was a hardship case, so he was allowed to leave, entered the NBA draft, was drafted by the Detroit Pistons, won two world championships with the Detroit Pistons. For the Pacers, their best all-time point guard, according to win shares, Fern Fleming. Played 12 years with the Pacers, had 50.4 win shares for the Pacers, advantage to the Hoosiers with the point guards. Now, shooting guards, a different story entirely. Shooting guards, for the Pacers, you've got Reggie Miller, the all-time best player in the history of the franchise, 174.4 win shares. Tremendous career for Reggie Miller, 18 years in the blue and gold. For the cream and crimson, you've got Jay Edwards. I think he was the best shooting guard maybe I've seen in the Big Ten. There are others who, who are certainly worthy of discussion as that kind of person. He came out after his sophomore year because he was done at Indiana, and frankly, Indiana was done with him. He was drafted in the second round, 
did not have a long NBA career, had some substance abuse issues both at Indiana and during his professional career, but he was the best single shooter I've ever seen. I've never seen anybody better, and in his sophomore year at Indiana, he was the Big Ten Player of the Year. If he had played all four years at Indiana, I think he would have been the all-time leading scorer in Big Ten history. Like I said, an incredible shooter as a freshman, better than 50% from beyond the arc. As a sophomore, just under 50%. Jay Edwards was awesome. Advantage, and even if you go deeper than that at the two position for Indiana, if you take a guy, let's say Randy Whitman. Randy Whitman was really good, but Reggie Miller a better player. No matter who you install at the two for Indiana, the Pacers have the advantage. So, one position apiece, one to the Hoosiers with Isaiah Thomas, one to the Pacers with Reggie Miller. Now, uh, small forward, things get a little bit complicated because Larry Bird came to Indiana to play basketball, showed up on campus, became a student, and then left. He, he was not treated well, reportedly, by some of the people on the Indiana roster, so he left Indiana, went back to uh, uh, Orange County, and then was recruited by Bill Hodges to come to Indiana State and play for the Sycamores, where he became a consensus All-American and one of the greats in the history of basketball. Can Indiana lay claim to Larry Bird? If not, I think you go with Calvert Chaney at the three. Calvert Chaney, a tremendous basketball player, the all-time leading scorer in Big Ten history, uh, an incredible mid-range shooter, a good finisher at the rim, a terrific defender, one of the best players in Indiana basketball history. So at the three, you've either got Bird or Chaney. Now for the Pacers, it gets a little bit sticky too because if we're going to keep this just to the NBA era with the Pacers, uh, Roger Brown isn't a part of it. But Roger Brown, I think without question, was the best three in the history of this franchise if you talk to the old-timers who saw the ABA Pacers. Otherwise, you've got Danny Granger, who spent nine years with the Pacers, or Paul George, who was here for seven years. you got to go with one of those three. I would go with Roger Brown. If you're going to compare Roger Brown to Calvert Chaney, advantage Roger Brown. If you're going to compare Roger Brown with Larry Bird, I'm going with Larry Bird. So we'll come back to that because I think it's going to be instrumental in deciding who's going to win this seven-game series and by how much. Uh, At power forward with the Hoosiers, he played one year in Bloomington. Out of Washington High School, George McGinnis was awesome for Indiana at the four. As a freshman in the Big Ten, he averaged 30 and 14. He scored 719 points as a freshman at Indiana. Again, if he plays all four years, there is no way he is not the all-time leading scorer in the Big Ten. He may have scored 3,000, maybe 3,200 points during his career at Indiana if his career had lasted all four years. He came out of Indiana, and then, this is where it gets a little bit sticky, he went to the Pacers, where he had a great run with the Pacers' ABA franchise, crossed over to the NBA, came back to the Pacers with the in the NBA, but he was toward the end of his career, and he was nowhere near the same player. So there's George McGinnis. If George McGinnis does not, if he's not allowed to slide over to the Pacers, you've got Dale Davis. Dale Davis was no slouch, played for the Pacers for 10 years, had a win share number 
of 58.4, which I think is good for third in franchise history behind Reggie Miller and Roger Brown. Dale Davis was terrific. Not a great scorer, but a wonderful rebounder and a terrific defender who, when he got off the team bus, if you were an opponent and you looked, you were like, oh, we got to play against that guy. That's who Dale Davis was. His son, of course, now a forward with the Indiana Hoosiers, Trace Jackson Davis. So, do you allow Indiana to take George McGinnis? And if you do, do you elevate him over the top of Dale Davis? The answer is yes and yes. McGinnis over Davis, advantage Indiana. So right now, it's kind of 2-1-1 and in favor of the Hoosiers. Uh, Indiana, I think, has a clear advantage at center. None of us, at least I wasn't alive to see this guy. You were likely not alive to see this guy play, at least with Indiana. Walt Bellamy was awesome as a center with the Indiana Hoosiers. Walt Bellamy, a four-time All-Star in the NBA, 130 win shares, the number one overall draft pick of the 1961 draft. Walt Bellamy was incredible. He put up scoring and rebounding numbers that are dizzying. Up against him, Rick Smith, a one-time All-Star, the number two overall pick in the 1988 draft out of Marist. He got better and better and better. His uh, his All-Star appearance was in 1998, and that was 10 years after he began his career. Rick Smith, the Duncan Dutchman, was really, really good. He got nothing but better. He went out on a high note in the year in 2000, played in the NBA Finals, and then retired. He had foot problems. I think he was a little bit too young. But Walt Bellamy, one of the really, really good all-time college basketball centers, I'm going to put him over the top of Rick Smith's And Walt Bellamy, his first four years in the NBA, was incredible. And then he kind of drifted away a little bit and played until 1975. But after about 1964, 1965, he really wasn't the same player. I still think Walt Bellamy, I give him an advantage over Rick Smith. So it kind of comes down, despite the fact that Indiana won two or, or three of those positions, I think it comes down to number three, the, the small forward position. Larry Bird, you allow him to be a Hoosier? I don't allow him to be a Hoosier. He wasn't a Hoosier. He left. He never played a game. Went to Indiana State, and he was an All-American there, obviously, and a guy who led the Celtics to three NBA championships. So I give the advantage to Roger Brown over the top of Calvert Chaney. Now with the bench. All right, that, that's 3-2 in favor of the Hoosiers. But the bench, man, you look at the bench, you look at Mel Daniels, you look at Jermaine O'Neal, you look at Billy Knight, you look at Danny Granger and Paul George as, as parts of the Pacers bench, and then you look at the Hoosiers bench, and you've got Victor Oladipo, although who does that belong to? Does that belong to the Hoosiers or the Pacers? I think it belongs to the Hoosiers. Vic wasn't here that long, and he left under... Less than uh, less than ideal circumstances, I think. Uh, Cody Zeller, Steve Alford, Landon Turner. Landon Turner might have been a, a legit guy at the four or the five slot in this comparison if Landon Turner hadn't been involved in that wreck on his way to uh, Kings Island after his junior year when the Hoosiers won their 1981 national championship. So there are the benches. I give that advantage to the Pacers. I think this series goes seven, but I think that because the Hoosiers 
had the advantage at the point guard and a pretty profound advantage at the point guard with Isaiah Thomas over Vern Fleming. I'm giving the advantage to the Hoosiers. I think the Hoosiers win this series in seven games. Really, really fun exercise. Uh, a, a viewer recommended that because, you know, I mean, I'm not making any bones about it. This is July, and the Pacers are done. Nobody's playing college athletics. The Colts are a couple of weeks away from starting camp. What else are you going to talk about but these kind of nutty academic issues that we can discuss and argue and discuss and argue until we're blue in the face? You know what? This was a fun one. I'm giving the advantage to the Hoosiers. Seven games, uh, they take that series over the Pacers. So Isaiah Thomas, and then at the two, you've got Jay Edwards. Uh, man, I'm, I, I cannot tell you how good Jay Edwards was. There are a lot of Indiana fans who really just don't remember Jay Edwards. I used to watch him warm up at Assembly Hall way before games, right? He'd come out and shoot around, and he was unbelievable. He uh, Somehow or another, the physics of his jump shot defied gravity. They, it, the ball floated toward the rim like a beach ball, just kind of caressed the rim when it hit the rim and rolled in. It was incredible to watch Jay Edwards shoot a basketball, and he was really good at other stuff, too. He was a good rebounder, guy getting to the rim. He was so smooth, one of the best Hoosiers ever. And and if you weren't around during that period of time, because he only played the two years, and you know what, his, his end with Indiana wasn't pretty, you probably don't think much about Jay Edwards, but you should, because from a pure basketball talent standpoint, that guy would have been an NBA All-Star. Uh, but with those benches the way they are, I, I think that the bench advantage goes to the Pacers. The power forward advantage goes to uh, the Hoosiers with George McGinnis. But you know what? George McGinnis, should he be a Pacer? Should he be a Hoosier? That's a legitimate question. And the center position, we're going back. We're digging into the wayback machine, the time machine, to elevate Walt Bellamy over Rick Smith. So maybe it's because I've never worked for the Pacers, but I was a student at Indiana Graduate and consider myself an alum of Indiana University. You know what? There you go. I'm going to go ahead and claim Indiana as the winner in this Series 4-3. Breakfast with Kent, bright and early Monday morning at 8 o'clock right here. And uh, I cannot wait to talk to you then. Good weekend ahead. Jimmy Buffett, Buffett concert, the first live music out at the Ruoff Music Center in almost two years. That's tomorrow night. Come out here to Wolfie's at Geist. Enjoy yourself prior to the show and then head out, do some tailgating, and be a reasonable person. Anytime you talk to anybody who works concessions at Ruoff, and like I have these conversations with people, I ask, okay, best crowd, worst crowd. Ask anybody, worst crowd, most belligerent crowd, the Buffett Show always comes back as the answer. Let's see if we can't elevate the level of behavior out at Ruoff tomorrow night for Jimmy Buffett instead of, of give concessionaires an opportunity to kind of rag us a, as being jerks. All right, let's have some fun. Margaritaville doesn't have to be a place where people are churlish and, and ridiculous. It can be a place where people lift each other rather than pull each other down. Let's go. Let's have some fun out there tomorrow night, though. 
Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.